Welcome to the Vault Studios Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all fantasy football info. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis. And as always, Corey's with me and we're heading into week 11 and we're here to talk some fantasy football. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, week 11 uh, feels like week 22, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready to get after it and hopefully get some more teams in the playoffs. No doubt about it. We are recording on a Friday, which means we've had Thursday night football and wasn't the most exciting game, but a great win for our New England Patriots. The defense stepped up. Looking like a, like a serious contender uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And we see the offense continue to take steps each week. Wasn't a huge week for, for fancy players on the offensive side of the ball. Congratulations if you played the Pats defense. You've probably got your matchup already sewn up this week. It was pretty dominant. I think they got 27 points, uh, something like that, depending on setting. So great performance by them. But Mac Jones continues to take strides forward and lead this offense. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, you know, I think the way that the Patriots are kind of bringing him along is perfect in in the way that they've done it so far. Um, they're trying to, you know, slowly take the training wheels off for this tough run they got coming up against Tennessee and uh, Buffalo twice. So, you know, this is the time when they just go all out and see what they got. I think the next couple of weeks and uh, what they have in Mac Jones. I don't think we've really seen this offense. Uh, to where the Patriots probably want it yet. I think they're doing what they need to do to win. And I think they will continue to do that. But I still think there's another level to this offense that we haven't seen yet. I I completely agree. Each week, they're just going to add a couple more wrinkles and and bring along Mac Jones slowly. And yeah, by the time we get to the end of the regular season, the Patriots are certainly pushing hard for playoffs, but only half a game behind the Buffalo Bills. Uh, in the in the east now, uh, well, I guess I think with this this win, potentially they're temporarily temporarily in first. I'm not I'm not sure. Or they, it's it's there there are thereabouts anyway, and they still have their yeah. two matches with the Buffalo Bills to go. So, uh, yeah, exciting exciting times at the top of the AFC East. We've got a comp- Who knew we got a competition <laughs> for first place? Uh, moving on with some other news to dive into before we look ahead to Week Eleven. Paul went out for Bobby Trees, who tore his ACL. Jeez, uh, couldn't get better timing for the Rams bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. Sort of, he was announced one day. The ACL was announced the next day for Robert Woods. Just sucks for him. After a slow start to the season, he was really starting to put it together. Him and Cooper Cup were looking like one of the best duos in football. So definitely sucks if you have him on your roster because he was doing things for you. Uh, and it'd be heading to the waiver wire to, to replace him. But this really, if you had Odell Beckham Jr. on your roster, maybe the best situation you could possibly ask for because now he's going to be more heavily involved in the game plan. I don't take anything from the Week 10 performance. The Rams are now on a bye. I think he's going to be working heavily with Matt Stafford. And you can look forward to Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. being strong uh, fantasy wide receivers down the stretch here. Yeah, definitely. I think it definitely hurts that, you know, Robert Woods is out just because he kind of had that lull in the beginning of the year and then he kind of came was starting to come on a little bit. And now that he's out, it just and that Rams team just seems to be a little bit in flux at the moment. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Matthew Stafford. I don't know if he's injured or what, but he kind of looks like Detroit Matthew Stafford. He looks a little banged up. I don't know what's what's going on, whether it's just because he was playing poorly or what, but yeah. Kyle Shannon really has the the wood over Sean McVay, so maybe they can get get right in the bye week, heal up, you know, heal up. Von Miller was a little bit banged up. He was playing through an ankle injury a little bit as well. He's going to add something. So with the new pieces, uh, time away to to evaluate, try and fix what's going on. I, I have confidence confidence in this Rams team to to continue I'm, I'm, to press. I'm getting, for some reason, I'm getting the uh, Eagles Vince Young vibe. <laughs> Super team, yeah, no, 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 no one said it's a dream team yet. I, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's always, it's always a mix, but I, I think you know, the Rams have continually shown a willingness to go out and add high profile players who are good football players. 
And they've yeah. done that with Von Miller and Oda Beckham Jr. Obviously, it just didn't work out in Cleveland, but he still remains a very, very good wide receiver. I think I think better days are ahead for the Rams. Uh, Nick Chubb is trending to playing. I'm not sure what's going on because apparently he's vaccinated, but he still needs to return more negative tests. It's a strange situation considering he was potentially close to playing last week. The fact that he hasn't been cleared out of the protocol already, I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. Uh, but hopefully for Cleveland and for Nick Chubb fantasy owners, he'll be back soon. Otherwise, it's another week of uh, Dearness Johnson and another great, great, great uh, outing for him is likely. But if obviously if Chubb starts, Johnson's value takes a takes a massive hit. Uh, you, you downgrade him from a you know high end running back two all the way to a flex number two play. But you know, given the mess that is running backs, you you could be forgiven for for playing him, especially if. Uh, Nick Chubb is, has been away from the facility and, and not practicing with the team. Yeah, I think, I mean, there was some talk that Kareem Hunt might be able to make it back this week, but it looks like it, that's not going to happen either. So um, this will be another Dearness Johnson week if Chubb can't get one, on the field. One more week, one more week. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is good for me in a couple of weeks. Cause I yeah, really, I, I, I sacked him in a few places. Back. And then yeah. people people dropped him as well. Like, what are you doing? Like, no, running backs are scarce. We know what you're going to get. He's he, he's a he's a very valuable handcuff at this point. Uh, speaking of COVID, Big Ben self-reported last week, put himself into the COVID protocol system, missed the game. Steelers had to go with the legendary Mason Rudolph, which just shit all over the the expectations that they had with the offense and. Lo and behold, they tied with the Detroit Lions. So shout out Detroit Lions getting their first not loss of the season. Uh, but Big Ben should be back this week, which, you know, even though Big Ben is dusted, it says everything you need to know about Mason Rudolph, that it's like, oh, fuck yeah, Big Ben is back. Like So so that's that's good news uh, for, the, for, your, for your Steelers players. Aaron Jones uh, had slowly been having his workload eroded away by AJ Dillon, and they'd gone back to the to the ways of the Jamal William days. But now Aaron Jones is going to be out one to two weeks. I think the Packers have a week thirteen bye, so it wouldn't surprise me if they hold Aaron Jones out until then. So you're not going to be without him until right on the precipice of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so that, that's an unfortunate situation. If you had Aaron Jones, of course, he would have been a first round running back. But it does unlock AJ Dillon RB one season because he's going to get fed. He's getting volume. He's looked good, and he's also been serviceable in the passing game as well. Uh, so, uh, on a good offense, Aaron Rodgers looking great. This offense is humming, and they get a solid matchup this week against uh, the Vikings, who don't scare you defensively all that much. And then finally, uh, oh, sorry, did my, my my bad? Did you want to add anything onto onto the Aaron Jones situation or? Not really. It's just that game is a bit scary um, as a whole because the Vikings really have to win that game. They really had to win last week, and they did. Um, this is almost another must-win for them if they want to stay in playoff contention. So right. I think Zimmer's going to be throwing everything he possibly can at this team. Um, I, For some reason, I feel like I should, we should temper expectations. I think it's going to be like an uglier game. So, like, yeah, I, I think – you know, you're trusting the running both running backs on both sides, but I don't know. I, I think um, passing wise, it'll be interesting. Even though we we have seen Devonta Adams absolutely crush this Vikings defense before, <laughs> over um, and over again. <laughs> I can totally see so, though them coming out. Devonte Adams going like you know, eleven receptions, two hundred and five right. yards, and, and two scores. All I see, just... all I see in my um, friends back home chat, they're huge Vikings fans. Is how do we not guard Dante Adams? Why are we just, guarding one on one? Just put three players on him. Have some just just jam him at the line. Have another cornerback double cover him. Just do do something. Right. So yeah, um, I'm yeah I'm not worried as far as like I'm not starting those guys, but I'm like in DFS I'm looking probably a different direction. Sure, sure. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, the final piece of news we'll talk about before we get into the games. Bit of a funny, funny item. He's back in the news again. But Antonio Brown has been accused of having a fake vaccination card by his chef. Uh, just a hilarious headline. It was not something I was expecting to see. Uh, if, 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 although if you had to put money on someone having a fake vaccination card, I probably would have gone with AB just because, you know, where, you know, where there's chaos, AB is usually there to be found. 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have come out and said they inspected everyone's cards and they don't have any reason to believe that anyone's was was uh, fake or doctored or anything like that. And there is the underlying background of uh, the fact that the guy who accused him is his personal chef and AB owes him like over 10 grand. Uh, and if you followed AB's career arc in the last couple of years, he seemingly owes a lot of people quite a lot of money. I think potentially his uh, his liquidity has been drying up over the last few years, playing for significantly lower than his worth, given his volatility and the fact that he's suing the Raiders uh, with the NFLPA. I believe they're they're supporting him for like the thirty million dollars that they voided in his contract after the helmet feet and all the other all the other saga that went on there during. Uh, his short-lived tenure with the then uh, Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Um, I don't have much to add on this. I mean, when he gets back, if he's playing, then you play him. If he's not back, then you don't. I think it's yeah, cut right. And That's it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Um, I'm not dropping him or anything at this mo- at this point. So No, I'd be, um, I'd be a bit more worried about this if he was healthy and trending, ready to play. Uh, but he's not. He's not been practicing. On the other hand, his teammate Rob Gronkowski had a, was a full participant in practice. So uh, things trending up for him. If you're in a pinch at the tight end spot, there's certainly worse thing you can do than than, than Rob Gronkowski this week. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's dive into week eleven. We're going to go game by game as usual. The Denver Broncos and the LA Rams are on bye week this week. So you're doing without Jerry Judy. Javante Williams, those guys. So I hope you've got someone else. And we'll start with the New Orleans Saints versus the Eagles. And this is a juicy, juicy matchup for the tight end position, which is why I'm playing Adam Troutman in some leagues this week. He had um, in week nine, he had a career high in receptions and receiving yards. And then in week 10, he also had a career high in receptions again with five. Simeon looking good for him at the quarterback position, potentially looking him to 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 to, to log on to to log to lock onto him, not log on, excuse me. Uh, with the and the Eagles give up the most points per game to opposing tight end. So a real nice matchup. Uh, I like Troutman's prospects this week. Yeah, it is a great matchup uh for the Saints going up against this Eagles secondary. Uh just the Eagles whole scheme just hasn't worked out um obviously they've they have those like stalwarts in the trenches um but the way their new defensive coordinator uses them it's not like they were used before they're not asked to just like run off the field go get the quarterback they're doing a lot of stunts and tricks and other things that um are fine but um when you have a secondary like they have it's not so good um but when those guys can get pressure then you know then, then they're fine. But this Saints offensive line is good, um, and they should be able to handle all the tricks and stuff that they're right. trying. Very good, very good offensive line. Um, while I think the running situation there with the Saints running back situation is a bit interesting, obviously with Kamara um, and Ingram there. Like I do think Traquan or Callaway could be a sneaky play in this game as well. So. Um, I think points are going to get scored in this game. I think, uh, I think the total right now, I think it was at forty-five or forty-six. I think it go. I think this game will go over that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm starting. You know, if you need a wide receiver three, I don't mind taking a dart throw at one of those guys. Yeah, and a real deal. I don't mind Quez Watkins as well. Like Saint secondary isn't isn't all that, and yeah, and, and Lattimore is gonna is gonna trail Devontae Smith all over as well. So. Yeah, uh, might be an opportunity for him. Uh, Dolphins versus Jets in a wow, what a matchup! An elite AFC East matchup here. Gonna Flacco see some great versus good, Tua. yeah, versus Tua. Uh, just prime time football. Uh, last week didn't go so well for Mike Kosicki seven targets, zero catches. Uh, he made NFL history though, because I believe he's the first player to see at least uh, seven targets. And, and not record not record a single reception. So congratulations to him. However, I am going back to that well. Obviously, the Jets are a poor, a shitty defense. And um, yeah, the, he, the volume is there for him. The Patriots went and, and, and 
performed well defensively. We've seen we've seen the um, the the Patriots this week show up on defense as well. Keep Carl Pitts quiet. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely fine uh, continuing to play Gasicki if he is in fact your starting tight end. Yeah, um, man, where do we go here? Like with fantasy players in this Dolphins and Jets games, like I guess I'm still playing Michael Carter. Um, Tavon Coleman Coleman came back last week and then kind of screwed up that kind of rotation. It just became a little bit more muddied, um, which is not what we want to see. Joe Flacco, a quarterback. Um, Who knows what we're going to get with Joe Flacco. Um, Yeah, I think last – I was going to say Jameson Crowder. Last year, Flacco played two games. Uh, with Crowder, and I think he gave me like a 22% target share in both. He he likes to to lock onto Crowder there. So if you're in a pinch, you could you can do worse than Jamison Crowder. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only guy that you're looking at playing probably. Um, obviously, you can play Michael Carter in a pinch. Ty Johnson's interesting, but I don't know if I like him as much with Flacco at quarterback. I liked him with Mike White just because right. he was peppering the running back so much, and they were just like rotating through. Um, I think he had like six catches or something ridiculous last week. So, um, yeah, I think I'm staying away from all those guys. I mean, you're looking at probably just playing your your Dolphins. Like, I think if you still have Miles Gaskin on your roster, I think you're, you're rolling him out there. Oh, yeah, um, he is in a smash spot this week. Jets have given <laughs> up like 8,000 touchdowns to running backs. They just they just cannot you they just cannot stop the run and obviously Jalen Waddle who's just lighting it up yeah uh, leads all rookies in targets having a great season he's in another smash spot this week yeah definitely uh another game with uh I don't know I would say I, I don't know how to feel about this game but anyway it's the Ron Rivera it's the Ron Rivera Bowl uh, Washington football team against the Carolina Panthers Cam Newton is back. He was a gadget player last week and managed to still, still score two touchdowns, which shows you what his fantasy upside is like. He's going to start this week. Uh, so he's back in Carolina. I think he was still being paid by Carolina or something like that. To, so something strange. Carolina's paying about eight quarterbacks uh, at the moment. Very strange situation. Um, only, only one of them is actually playing for them. But I really like Cam Newton this week. Washington football team doesn't scare you. They've just lost Chase Young to the season in ACL. Secondary stinks. He has that goal line upside. Cam Newton is very, very much in, very, very much in play this week uh, as a as a streaming quarterback. Hint, hint. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, that's not fair. Um, yeah, I, I like Cam. I like Cam so much that I'm willing to play him over Russell Wilson this week. That's right. I said it. Um, Russell played absolute garbage last week. Um, I'm just going to take the safe floor with Cam. I think he gets in the end zone here. Um, the interesting thing with the Washington football team, tight end-wise, they don't have any left that are healthy, um, which is which is very interesting. Uh, so you're not – yeah, I, I just think it's going to be interesting how they deploy these receivers. I mean, you know, um, the rookie showed up last week, Carter. Um, you know, he, he played – Played well. I mean, you got McLaurin and Heineke actually balled out last week. So that, that was interesting. So I'm really intrigued. You know, this is another good spot for Antonio Gibson as well to get out of the doghouse that he's in fantasy on his heads right now um, against this Carolina defense, which struggles against the run. So this could be a ugly game as well. I could see it being, you know, 17 to 10 game or you know 20 to 13 yeah win. so some something gross like that or it comes down 2017 or last second field goal um yeah i could see it going that way i i don't see this being like the a huge like point total game no i'm not looking forward to watching this one and i don't expect red zone to be panning over it all all that often except when maybe cam newton gets barrels over it in to the end zone from the goal line uh colts bills this game could be interesting. Always enjoy watching the, the Bills offense, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen doing fun things. But I'm rolling with Dawson Knox. Had a bit of a quiet week last week, but his online usage is there. And this is just a really good matchup to the Colts, who schematically just give up plenty of receptions to the tight end. They've given up the second most in the in the league to the position. So I like Knox. Uh, and I would just say as well, people seem to be um, worried about Michael Pittman 
yeah, okay, you're fading him in a GPP. I think his ceiling is tapped a little bit. Got a difficult matchup against Trey White and a good defense. But Michael Pittman has been balling out, like playing really, really well. One of the better receivers in the NFL this season. So I'm certainly not benching him because of this matchup, but maybe just fading him in DFS. Yeah, this is a tough matchup for Michael Pittman against this Buffalo team. I don't like it at all. Um, he has been very good, and I don't trust Wentz in this situation. Like, it's, yeah, it's dire. Um, I mean, I started Mac Jones in the league over Wentz, so he didn't really do much either, so um, <laughs> as far as fantasy goes. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Colts decide to attack Buffalo. Um, Buffalo has not played a very tough schedule, uh, so this is probably one of the better offensive offenses they've actually played this year. Um, and that's saying something because I don't think the, the Colts are like middling offense. So um, obviously Jonathan Taylor is very interesting. And I think that's how teams have been trying to play against Buffalo anyway, is by running the ball. So I think we see healthy, healthy dose of him. And maybe even Naheem Hines would be a interesting spot start here because obviously with Tredavious White on Pittman and, you know, a plethora of, you know, just kind of guys in the secondary, I think they could take advantage of those linebackers in man-to-man coverage against him. Yeah, I just feel like Naeem Hines always has a chance to get in the end zone. Like, he's a super, he's a super uh, just explosive, dynamic player. So, yeah, he's 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 always a shout to get in there. Uh, Browns versus Lions. This is a, um, this is an interesting one, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Lions will, will be rallied, but the fact remains they remain an absolute smash spot matchup for opposing wide receivers, which is why I'm big on playing Donovan People-Jones this week. Got, got that number one matchup. And Donovan People-Jones is actually graded number one by out of all wide receivers on uh, explosive plays, which they consider 20 or more air yards. He's got a really good connection with, uh, with Baker Mayfield. Beckham's out of the picture now. They're using him as this downfield big threat guy. It only takes you know two plays for him to to get to get you there in the flex spot. So I feel really good about playing him this week, and also obviously uh, Jar- Jarvis Landry. You expect him to to feast as well. Yeah, you definitely do. I just yeah, this this is a very interesting game. Does Mayfield good to go? I think so. I think Mayfield's good to go. I, I he he always he always sort of rallies and plays banged up. He'll probably like get hit and miss a few snaps within the game, but honestly, I think the drop off is is probably not all that different. Yeah, for fantasy for fantasy purposes, right? So I mean, you know, the real story in this one probably goes to DeAndre Swift, who you know had his first game last week as like the true guy. I mean, he had thirty six touches. You know, he got one hundred thirty five yards, and in in overtime, only five of his touches. Um, came in overtime. So he was getting tons, tons of work. I mean, the Detroit Lions were rolling out freaking Godwin Igwigbike, um, who was a quarterback <laughs> before. <laughs> He's a playing running back. So um, they were throwing out everyone. Jamar Jefferson had a touchdown as well. Um, everyone was scoring um, in, in that game as far as backfield goals. So um, without Jamal Williams in the past two games, Swift, has had 66.7%, 84.6% of the team's rushing attempts. Just mon- um, monster shares. Yeah, and I mean, with Williams in the lineup, it was, you know, 47.3%. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Williams can get back this week. Uh, if he is back, then, you know, we can temper our expectations. But Swift's going to get tons of work in this one. Yeah, Swift, Swift looking like a, a, you know, a really strong dynasty asset, cornerstone asset. Oh, and if you... Also, just real quick, uh, keep an eye out for Josh Reynolds this week because he is playing his first game as a Lion this week. I was about to say, who the fuck is Josh Reynolds playing for? <laughs> uh, there we go. Um, Niners versus Jags. This game does not inspire excitement in me at all, but I am playing... I am playing Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, you know, he could still be a bit risky, but he's slowly clawing his way out of the Kyle Shanahan, uh, out of the uh, Kyle Shanahan doghouse. He's got a target share of about 23%, and he's going to draw uh, Tyson Campbell uh, in a matchup, uh, rookie cornerback 
who's just getting toasted and allowing the eighth most yards uh, in the NFL per coverage snap. So uh, based that's on PFF data, based on the alignment works, that's where we expect Ayuk to see a lot of him. Uh, only takes a couple of plays for Ayuk as well, if you can if you can break something. And he's slowly getting more involved. So feel good about playing Ayuk this week. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. He's had three consecutive top 12 scoring weeks. Um, so that's very interesting as far as, you know, super flex. Or if you're in a pinch, he might still be on the waiver wire to, to look at him. Uh, who's He's been playing very well. Um, the Jaguars wide receivers, man, is it just a nightmare trying to figure out who's going to do anything in this offense other than Dan Arnold, who caught five, seven targets last week for 67 yards. And he had a two-point conversion as well. So Arnold is doing very well um, in this offense. But other than, you know, you look at Marvin Jones, Jamal Agnew, LaVisca Chanel, like it's just been a real struggle um, as far as receivers go in Jacksonville. Yeah, not not good, not good. Uh, hopefully, the franchise can address the situation and, and start to build out build out around uh, Trevor Lawrence and make his life a little bit easier. Texans versus Titans. Uh, I'll, you know, I'm looking forward to this game because I just I like Tannehill and I like AJ Brown, and you know, we could see an absolute beatdown on the Texans, which is always fun. And I would just like to welcome everyone to AJ Brown wide receiver one week. He is going to absolutely pop off. Julio Jones is on the IR. Uh, AJ Brown leads the NFL in air yard share, 49%. Ranks fourth in target share, 29%. And is second in target rate per route, 30% since week seven. He is truly starting to be the alpha that we expect. Houston, you can beat up on them through the air. And they are 31st in fantasy points per game allowed to wide receivers over the last four weeks. Great matchup for A.J. Brown. He's getting the volume. He's getting the targets. And he gets a very, very nice matchup. Of course, fantasy being the way fantasy is, he's probably going to go for like four for 60 and completely ruin my excitement for A.J. AJ Brown wide receiver one week. But this is a huge smash spot for him. And he's going to be heavily, heavily owned in, in, in uh, tournaments and DFS. I probably still play him in cash just because the matchup is so good. Uh, but yeah, expect good things about him in your season long lineups. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm taking a look at Brandon Cooks. Obviously, he had another 13 targets prior to the bye. So he's got a 31.1% target share on the season, just third in the league. Uh, Taylor's targeted Cooks team high 25 times. And he's had at least five receptions in every game except for one. So. He's pretty much locked in wide receiver, low end wide receiver two, three. Um, I mean, if he's your wide receiver three, you're laughing, you're cooking with gas. So, yeah. as they say, and he, so. and he has that potential to blow up and be a wide receiver one on the week, right? With that, with that volume, all it takes is a couple of plays with Brennan Cooks, and you know, even even a heave into double coverage. We've seen him, we've seen him win those, you know, contested catches and come down with it. He is. He is an excellent receiver, and he could he can certainly blow up on any given week. Yeah, as far as running backs go in this uh, this game, please run far, far away. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the, the Titans get up to a, you know Titans uh, be front can be front runners in this. Uh, Deontay Foreman's getting a bit of run. He looks a lot better than yeah. Adrian Peterson. Getting a bit of work out of the backfield. Like if you're in a pinch, I'm I'm okay playing Foreman, but don't play Adrian Peterson. Like he's a thousand years old you'd be playing yeah, it's like play, be like playing your dad at running back just don't they all played like 20 snaps last week so was just, i know uh, i know it's, it is murky it is murky i just think that that foreman just ran a bit better and maybe maybe, yeah. maybe he can bust he the screen couple. he ran looked nice yeah He's bigger did, did his thing <laughs> derrick henry light um packers versus vikings Very we kind of talked about this game at the top of the show but as i said aj dylan season uh i know you've got your concerns about that but we, you know, we still love Devontae Adams in this one. Uh, you, Justin Jefferson, the running running backs, etc. Uh, I really think we need to to add much more on this game, other than I think I think yeah, big rivalry game in the division, must win game for the Vikings. I think this could be this is a good game. This is a game I'm really interested in watching. Yeah, this is a DFS. You're playing Dalvin. Just pay for Dalvin Cook. 
He scored six touchdowns in two games against the Packers a year ago. Um, they've been a bit better against the run, allowing 4.1 yards per carry so far. They're 14th in the league. Um, they are currently 26th in points allowed per touch to backfield. So um, he's – I'm firing him up. I think the Vikings are just going to go super conservative, try to do the old school, try to keep – Let's keep the ball Aaron away Rogers from Aaron Rodgers. Off, yeah, it's not going to work. He's going to get the ball, the ball back and break their hearts. Yes, but that's what they're going to try second, and – yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Seven straight passes, Devontae Adams for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and just unstoppable. Just like, could someone cover this son of a bitch? Yeah, um, exactly. yeah that's that's exactly how this game is going to go. Uh, another uh, uh, interesting game, I think, Ravens versus Bears. Uh, David Montgomery came back last week, finally, and he has got a nice run coming up. It really starts with the Ravens. I'm not too scared about them. You see the Baltimore Ravens, I think, I don't know about you, but whenever I see the ball, you're like, oh, it's the Baltimore Ravens. And you have this from many years of the Ravens being a great defense, sort of a, oh, it's the Ravens, shy away from them. But but digging into it, the Ravens aren't a great, um, they aren't a great run defense. They 26 an explosive run rate allowed to run backs this season, according to PFF. And really, it's David Montgomery getting that full workload, which after being injured, you wouldn't expect that, but he... Uh, he played 85% of the snaps, out-touched Khalil Herbert, uh, managed 80 yards. I think they're going to increase his usage again. Uh, and interestingly, what you'd like to see out of the running backs is route participation. And he ran a route on 73% of fields dropbacks, which is a really high number for, for running backs. So if we continue to see something like that, they, they build him back into the game plan as they evolve Justin Fields. Uh, I, I think Montgomery could be could be fine this week. I think he's in a good spot. Oh, my sneaky play here, and hint, hint, might be a streamer. Colts coming off his first tight end yes. one scoring week of the season. Um, he had caught six of eight targets, and he's seen at least 19.4% of the team's targets in each of the past five games. So, um, although, yeah, temporary expectations as far as, like, yards and stuff go, but, I mean, if he comes away with five for 40, I mean, in this streaming game that we like to play at the end of this, I'll take the nine points and run. Bro, I'm on tilt and it's building up. I don't even want to talk about the streaming tight ends. Let's let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's save my ang for the for the back end of the show. Um, what are we doing here? Bengals versus Raiders. Um, <sighs> this is obviously you're playing Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, CJ Uzama. He's got a great matchup against the Raiders here, but a guy that I do not like is Tyler Boyd. Really, his He's had two, three big games this year, and they've kind of come in smash spots. Jets, Jaguars, and it, it, he's not earning a, lo a load of targets, and he doesn't have a terrible matchup. He doesn't have a great matchup. He has, according to PFF, uh, the quarterback wide receiver matchups uh, tool, it's, it's slightly below average. But he's just not earning those targets. And really, it's going to be hard to sustain so many weapons. You have Joe Mixon, you have Jamar Chase, you have T. Higgins, you have C.J. Uzama getting targets. Tyler Boyd is on the outside looking in, accepting these real exploitable, horrible defensive matchups. And the Raiders aren't amazing, but they're not terrible, uh, terrible either. So Tyler Boyd, I just, outside of super deep leagues, I don't know if you can have any confidence playing him this week. Yeah, uh, I think this game will be very interesting. Obviously, we saw the Raiders get absolutely torched by the Kansas City Chiefs. They just refused to run cover two. Um, they're a cover three team. Um, Joe Burrow has played very well against cover three teams this year. Uh, that being said, uh, the Raiders really don't blitz, but you know Joe Burrow thrives off teams blitzing him. Um, he's a little bit worse back to the, to the mean uh, when teams don't blitz him. So it's very interesting. It's kind of like contrasting ideas here. Um, but I do like Joe Mixon in this spot. The Raiders have been crushed by backs all over the place. They're allowing 4.6 yards per carry to backs, which is 24th, and 14.2 rushing points per game to backfields, which is 21st. So um, I'm hoping that those – those, those targets he got last time he was out there are a bit, you know, we, something we can count on going forward. Yes, something that be, emerges into a trend, and uh, we aren't annoyed by another Bengals running back wearing number twenty-five stealing targets. <laughs> it's just it's just PTSD. 
PTSD. Uh, Cardinals versus Seahawks. Uh, I know you're not excited about Russ Wilson here. No. Uh, I, I'm going to give him a, a break on last week, come back from his finger. I was listening to the ESPN Fantasy Focus podcast, and Stefania Bell was, was concerned about Russ, and she was like, look, even though he's coming back, his grip is probably still compromised. It just didn't work out. But what I do like this week in a matchup that, that doesn't scare you, uh, with Kyler Murray back, uh, hopefully should be some points in this game, is Tyler Lockett. Because he and DK, this is a great stat that's been sort of doing the rounds, led all wide receivers. Both of them led all wide receivers in fantasy points scored below expectation. Uh, but Lockett had two end zone targets, 229 air yards, uh, and he's had 25% target share since week seven, which ranks 10th. Uh, overall in the NFL. It's Tyler Lockett week. It's Tyler Lockett's world and we're living in it. Get ready, baby. Here it comes. I'm really praying that that's going to be the case because I had to play Wayne Gallman in a league this week and he was did nothing. He had one carry for negative three yards. So, And I have Tyler Lockett in that league. If he goes over again or just another abysmal game, I'm really, really sick and tired. You know how I feel about Tyler Lockett and his <laughs> and hideness. I know. Like, it kills me, man. It kills me. I can't count on anything. I'm just hoping that he has a big game here. I'm hoping that Russ can actually take a snap under center. That would be nice. Um, they're running up, running the pistol out there, which I like seeing the pistol, but it's hard to run freaking outside zone when you're in the pistol. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what the Seahawks are really doing out there <laughs> offensively. So, uh, yeah, I really think, yeah, this is an interesting game. I think Seahawks are in a must-win situation. So they're going to be trying to pull out all the stops here. So I think, you know, they they go down swinging with Russell Wilson trying to throw the ball all over the place. Fingers crossed that happens. Game of the week, probably going to be the most high ownership game in DFS. I'm, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would... I would wager it's the highest uh, Giants Bucks. Giants Bucks. Highest line of the slate. Giants Bucks. <laughs> it is, of course. It is, of course, the Cowboys versus the Chiefs. This should be a good one. Uh, Mahomes and the offense finally got it right last week. Uh, of course, after eating shit with Mahomes in uh, in superflex leagues that I've had him all season long, I finally go up against someone in a one quarterback league who reached on Mahomes, took him with juice quarterback st- scoring, and I ran into a 50-point buzzsaw. Classic, typical. But the, uh, the, the Chiefs offense looks back, uh, and Dallas offense looks back as well, and they get Michael Gallup back, who I am playing full steam ahead this week. In his return off of IR, he ran 53% of the snaps, which uh, it was more than I expected. I thought we'd see him out there for a few plays, ease him into it. 53% on his return. Didn't do much in the box score, but he is a big play threat. And I think people have forgotten because of the hype around C.D. Lamb, and we know how good Mario Cooper is, just how talented Michael Gallup is. I don't think he re-upped his contract with the Dallas Cowboys. I think he goes somewhere else. But Michael Gallup is super, super talented. I have him on a bunch of my dynasty rosters. We know this Kansas City defense isn't good. I think there's going to be points. And Gallup is someone I'm looking to play, and I think he's a good leverage play in DFS going away from C.D. Lamb um, and Amari Cooper, who'd be well-owned. So if you wanted to go the uh, you know the chief stack with a bring-back, I think he could do worse than Michael Gallup. Yeah, it's a very interesting game. Um, like I talked about earlier with the, the old cover two or this cover two shell um, flooding the underneath zones with, with just players, that's not really what the Dallas Cowboys do. And I was listening to the Warren Sharp podcast, and they were talking about – like, does Dallas have the personnel to run that kind of scheme? And they don't. They really don't. Like, their safeties just aren't used to being in that situation. Like, they've had a lot more success, you know, playing man and, you know, manning up and just, yep. just you know, guarding guys. Like, that's not going to work against the Chiefs. Um, so, no, yeah, it is it'll not. Be, <laughs> it will be interesting to see if, like, they actually do something they haven't tried to do all year long. And, like they talked about in that podcast, it's really hard to ask guys that haven't done that all year long to all of a sudden start doing it because it's, you know, communication, it's right. know, depth, it's all these different things where they have to kind of, you know, learn something that they haven't been doing all season long. Like, and if you're not adept to that kind of game planning, then, you know, you're asking for trouble. So 
it'll be yeah a little bit of a chess match here to see if the Cowboys actually just line up and try to play a ton of man. They tried it against the Bucks and got torched. Um, it could be similar to that here as well. And there is somewhere that Ceh might be back this week too, so that muddies up that KC backfield. Yeah, I the notification being back and forth on that. The last one I saw was that they might not even they might hold until week thirteen. Um, okay. but but. Honestly, who knows at this point? Just on on the Dallas defense, they're in a real catch-22 situation, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if they just stick with what they've been doing all season long, we expect them to get shredded. But then if you, you know, on a week's notice, want to change up everything you've been doing, as you said, ask guys to do something different and communicate, there's every chance it all breaks down and they get shredded anyway. I right. think this and is great. You're mad at yourself. Yeah, you're mad at like, yourself. You're like, yeah. we're not going. Oh, we, and then it's like, well, what did that do to you guys? Well, you didn't trust us to to try and get it done. Right. So, you know, there, there is every chance that they try to just man up and and do what they've been doing. Which great for fantasy. <laughs> Either way, this this game, um, you know, I'm betting the over in this game. Uh, I'm gonna empty empty my uh bank my bank balance. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, yeah. my 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 betting account balance which is not high this is not me going crazy <laughs> but i want to ride with this one I, I want to ride and die on the over with this one this one is going to be fun this has got this has got uh rams uh rams chiefs monday night football 57 and a half point over written all over it gets smashed you know 70 points sort of uh so, sort of feel to it so i'm i'm excited for this yeah. game uh steelers charges big ben we expect to be back um charges um you know your your charges disappoint me man i just want to say i just want to go a little bit of yeah rant. like go ahead what the floor they, is yours what are they doing with justin herbert like they treat him like he's like uh i don't know a worse mac jones like they're like all right let's be super careful you know just run these like little baby routes and we'll you know, dink and dunk our way up the field. It's like Justin Herbert's got a can for an arm. Just throw the ball down the field. He's a hell of an athlete as well. Get him out. Get him moving. Move the pocket. Uh, not always. Like he's obviously he's not Justin Fields, but let him be an athlete. Let him use that hose and let's 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 get creative with this. Definitely. Like I, I just think they're misusing him in a bad way. So yeah, I, I think you know that hurts the the ceiling of this offense. Like. With Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, like the way that they looked like in the beginning of the year, uh, especially Mike Williams, like they have to actually throw the ball down the field. So if they're not going to do that, and the Steelers' defense is, you know, no chumps, like they're not just going to let them do it. So uh, the way that they've been running offense, if they continue like that in this game, I think it's going to be ugly game. Steelers don't usually get blown out, um, even without TJ Watt. Like I expect the Steelers' defense to kind of just be in the way um causing issues in this charters charters offense yeah it's gonna be grimy uh for me i declared last week deontay johnson wide receiver one uh week unfortunately big ben getting covid fucked that all up but the thought process was right he did have 13 targets it could have been a monster game and still managed 15 ppr points with mason rudolph this is Najee week baby it's always it's always Najee week. He's just getting outrageous volume, but still, I'm going back. Deontay Johnson. This could be this could be another huge week for Deontay Johnson if Ben's back um, with with you know double digit targets again. Uh, maybe that target quality improves just a little bit because Mason Rudolph. I don't know what are they doing. Why would you not just run with Dwayne Haskins? Like obviously Mason Rudolph just can't get it done. Maybe there's something there with Dwayne Haskins. He was immature. He was you know. Being, being, just couldn't get it going in, in Washington, but it's a better environment, better coaching situation. I don't know what they're doing. It's continuing to try and get it done with Mason Mason Rudolph. Look, given him. I, I, don't, I don't mind that call. The Chargers are third in the league in points allowed to opposing wide receiver one options. And the Michael Davis has been sidelined the past two weeks, and they've been touched up. Devontae Smith had five for 116 and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, nine catches, 143 yards. So there you go. Let's go, Deontay. Let's get wild. And finally, the game of the week. Not really, because uh, books <laughs> are splattering. And any game that Daniel Jones is playing in automatically excludes it from being the game of the week. But it is Big Blue versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on primetime Monday Night Football. Uh, I think the books get right. I, th- I think this is uh, this is a problem. Done. 
Freddie's done. You heard it. Freddie's done. Freddie's done. He's, he's washed. He's finished. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I know. I mean, you got, you got to be mad at, he's got to be mad at uh, Jalen Darden and then the defense just get unable to get, get a stop as Washington drove down the field and absolutely, I, you know, just wasted away the clock in the fourth quarter there. Tom Brady gets the ball back on that drive. You know, he's marching down the field and scoring. That was just inevitable. So uh, there's just a defense letting him down. Uh, and it's that defense which I think puts puts Kenny Galladay in play this week uh, for you know don't love Dan Jones but 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 you know they they need they need something to happen on the offense it hasn't really worked out but there are no cornerbacks they went to Richard Sherman who was off the street because they were so banged up and lo and behold he's on AR they've got absolutely nothing at cornerback he's in play and Kadarius Tony is in play against just a non-existent book secondary yeah. Um, definitely. Um, <laughs> that's my daughter came with sleepwalking in. <laughs> uh, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, as the Giants and the Bucks, like with Godwin, Godwin should be fine. Um, Evans is touchdown dependent, but he's well, not touchdown dependent, but I mean, like he's good for a touchdown, like can assume that. Could have a touchdown here in this one as well. The Giants' defense is not very good. So Saquon's back though. Saquon, Saquon is back. What are we doing, Saquon? I mean, so last week my call was to bench. My my call was to bench Antonio Gibson, and it worked out because he had like two two point something yards per carry. But he also fell into the end zone twice. Are you kidding me? but it's a difficult matchup. But what you get with Saquon here is involvement in the passing game. You, you're playing. You're playing Saquon Barkley. Like just temper your expectations on the ground. But you're playing Saquon Barkley. You've got to get. Hopefully, you get something out of him. The I think the Giants' mentality would be like, oh, we've got to get this offense going with everyone sort of healthy and coming back. Maybe Sterling Shepard plays. They can finally start to see what this offense looks like with all of their pieces. Definitely, I think. Yeah, it will be interesting game just because the Giants love to think that they have Tom Brady's number. So, yeah. Yep. 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 That is the last game. Uh, so let's, uh, let's move on now to, uh, to oh, our great. streams, to our streams where week 10 was just a in train wreck. Matt Ryan, you son <laughs> of a bitch. How'd you do with that? You get a, a pretty <laughs> solid matchup against Dallas. Like I said, giving up nearly 20 points per game, and he manages to get me 2.64 fantasy points. Are you serious? And then, he, you know, I don't have him in any of the, you know, any leagues, uh, fortunately, but like for the purposes of this competition, I have vested interest in him. I will never trust Matt Ryan again. He is dead to me. And then he goes and gets you two points against the Patriots as well with 153 passing yards, two picks. Congratulations, Matt Ryan. Get the hell out of Atlanta or you're dusted. <laughs> Just awful. Uh, you went for Teddy Two Gloves. And again, you didn't have a good week. Teddy Two Gloves only got you nine points. Oh, nine, was, nine enough. was enough. <laughs> nine was enough to get it done. Oh, my goodness. This has happened so many times in the streaming games in quarterback this 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 season, you you've eaten by by like less than one point, and both of our options have been terrible. Like this is just truly awful. Um, and yeah. I've managed to pick some absolute dud games. Matt Ryan less than three points. Sam Darnold three point four points. I've had some absolute stinkers on the streaming, but things get better this week because I've got a legitimate option. I'm going to roll with Cam Newton against the football team. It's not fair. Early bird gets the worm, bro. You got to get in the sheet and get your name in. Yeah, well, I'm taking Jimmy G. Um, we talked about, or I talked about how he's been a top twelve quarterback the last three weeks. So, yeah, sticking with it, Jimmy G. Great, great matchup. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's it, he's got a great matchup that that could also happen. What I'm hoping for is they get up big and then they pull him at the half and bring in Trey Lance. That's <laughs> that's what I that's what I need. Uh, heading over to our tight end streams. Um, like, I can't believe it. 
Pat Frymouth had nine targets. The process was right. Nine freaking targets. But of course, Mason Rudolph was just there to hurt me. Meanwhile, you roll with Tyler Conklin, who had 11 yards, but scored two touchdowns. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's perfect. That's what we want. Are you kidding me? Oh, dearie me. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So you won that one um, with, with, with uh, 16 points to six. Uh, this week, though, um, I'm I'm rolling with with Dan Arnold, who's you know big athletic guy, good downfield threat. He's getting plenty of opportunity and usage there in Jacksonville. Um, you know, not an easy matchup against the Niners, but I think his his target share is there. So I'm rolling with Dan Arnold and hope he can get something done. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Cole Komet. Um, I think he's definitely widely available. Uh, he is widely him. available. I like that call as well. Uh, so let's hope that Cole Komet can eke out a win over Dan Arnold, like seven, <laughs> seven to six points. Cole, knowing my look, Cole Komet's just going to like usage is going to plummet out of nowhere. He's going to have three targets and two scores for five <laughs> yards. He's going to post a Mike Evans line. <laughs> Love it. On freaking believable. Uh, wow, man, we absolutely motored through this week. We're not even close to the hour mark, 15 minutes. I'm very, very proud of us. Uh, you can find Corey on Twitter at CMoney52. You can find me at FF underscore down under. Please give us a follow. Uh, hit up the Vault Studio on, on the socials. You can find them all there. Uh, if you are listening and have Apple Podcasts, please, please, please scroll down and drop a five-star review. That really helps promote the podcast into other people's feeds and helps grow the Vault Studio fantasy football community. And finally... Uh, I'm sure you, if you listen to this, you probably listen to the NFL show as well. You've heard J.A. talking about the amazing Patreon sponsors that we have uh, uh, and, and all the prizes that we've got going on over there. So patreon.com forward slash the vault studio. Support the studio. Get the opportunity to win some really cool stuff. Did he say Did he say it was a Marshall Falk uh, mini helmet This in, in this drop? That's, I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. It's, it's a uh, – I'm pretty sure with the – MVP inscriptions are really, really, really cool. Um, so right. yes, just just some great swag we've got coming out uh, in our in our breaks for the for the p- patrons who subscribe and support the studio. So we really appreciate the support. Uh, but best of luck with your week eleven matchups, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>